Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you for joining me today. Really glad that you are here. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, hope your day is going well. What do we got, like uh, 12 days left till Christmas? Kids got the old advent calendar, so I see the countdown. And it's just like the, the sword of Damocles hanging over my head. Did I get everybody? Uh, so I'm, I'm checking the list. Checking it twice. <laughs> <laughs> you know the drill. Oh, man. So I was uh, trolling the old coffee news, and I saw this article about how these researchers in Japan have determined that not only is coffee good for humans, helps us be more productive, but it also helps semiconductors. What? Really? Am I making this up? Am I reading an Onion article? No, this is... Uh, article is from Tech Radar. I'll, uh, I'll link it in the show notes. But apparently, you know, they're, uh, they're just sitting around, these researchers, and one of them just said, hey, why don't we try putting coffee on the uh, semiconductor? And I would have loved to have been around for that conversation, just to fly on the wall. Uh, they're like, how can we make these semiconductors go faster? Uh, and somebody says, hey, let's just put some coffee on it. And that's what they did. They put like a thin layer of coffee residue uh, on the top of the electrode surface. And apparently these molecules, they spontaneously lined up on the electrode surface and it enabled a faster current flow. Um, There's just, you know, every day I find a new reason to love coffee even more. Who who doesn't like faster semiconductors, right? (laughs) But, uh... It is that time of year where I try to do this annual like purge. I try to do it a few times throughout the year, but I, I try to purge the endless amount of toys in my, that my daughter has to kind of make way for the new wave coming in. And I know this is something that all old people say, but kids have so many toys these days. I mean, it, it, maybe it's just because like when you're a kid, you know, you have a different perspective on it. Um, you know, these are like your treasures, your possessions. And when you're a parent, it's just like a bunch of clutter. Like you go in the room and it's just, it looks like, you know, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago or something. Um, that's what it kind of reminds me of sometimes when she's in full on play mode. I'm like, good Lord, look at this place. Um, but so, you know, we're going through the toys. I'm going through it with her and I have to do this thing where I kind of socialize the idea a few days before we do it. You know, I don't, you, you, I don't go in cold like, hey, we're here to throw out some toys. You got to like warm them up to that. And so we, uh, what was interesting to me though, is that when we're going through the toys and my, bot- my daughter's making all the cuts, like this one stays, this one goes, I will get attached for some strange reason, to certain toys. Like it was my idea, right, to get rid of some things. And she'll, she goes for like the Raya sword. And I'm like, wait, whoa, wait, why are you going to get rid of that? And she said, Dad, you said anything I'm not playing with, you know, let's, let's donate it, let's get rid of it. But I get like this tinge of regret, you know, for <laughs> when she wants to get rid of something that I, you know, that I think is still a good toy. Why do I care? 
you know? Maybe it's because uh, Raya is like the Disney version of Kill Bill. Uh, either way, it, it's not like I'm running around playing with the sword all the time. I mean, maybe I am, but nobody needs to know about that. But I was reminded of Aaron Dowdy's podcast. He talks about the law of subtraction. You know, everybody knows about the law of attraction. It's, uh, it's in all the books, all the, you know, YouTube videos, everything. It's, it's just permeated the, the self-help space. And it's all about allowing what you want to manifest in life. But what if your room is already filled with toys? Like, how can I get anything new in? And he's really, I think, the only person I've heard talk about this. But most of the time, you know, when we want to attain something new, it requires us having to let go of old things. And I don't mean things like physically, I mean mentally things, you know, in terms of creating a new reality, we have to like let go of that old identity, the old beliefs, the old behaviors. And sometimes, uh, just like me with the Raya sword, I, I don't want to let go. It's because it's comfortable you know, to just stay in the status quo and the same identity, even if it's no longer serving us. It's just that our minds crave that comfort. They crave just don't rock the boat, keep things as they are. Another gem, though, that helped me kind of with this process that uh, Aaron Dowdy dropped on me was that old beliefs, just like the Raya sword, it was never mine to begin with. You know, we were programmed by the tribe uh, that we get assigned to. And this programming, it usually takes place uh, from the time we're, you know, babies till about seven years old. Aristotle once said, give me a child until he's seven and I will show you the man. And so like all these beliefs, all these habits, worldviews, systems that have, uh, that many people live by, were simply just programs installed when we were kids. And some of them are good, um, but some of them are no longer needed. And when I learned those things were not mine, those ideas, but it was more that it belonged to the tribe, it was easier for me to let go because it just doesn't belong to me. And sometimes these things can be not just limiting beliefs, but they, if, if you grew up with childhood trauma, you know, being in that environment, you get programmed to survive in that environment. But after seven, you know, after we're grown and adults, sometimes those same sort of techniques or that we use to navigate those, those uh, environments, we don't really need them anymore, but they're still there. And, um, you know, I typically see one of two ways that that goes down. You know, either people repress the memory and, you know, just basically, oh, I'm fine. I shake it off. You know, it doesn't bother me. And they don't really deal with it. Or um, they use it kind of as an excuse. Like, well, I am this way because that happened to me when I was a kid. And it's like their story and they replay it over and over. And that's kind of the two extremes that I see. And I do think it's important to kind of go through it and experience it um, in whatever way people see fit, like whether that's 
through therapy or whether it's through you know meditation or exercise or breath work cold showers whatever it might be to like bring all of that to the surface um, but I think it's also important to know that even that childhood trauma even that whatever it happened to us you know as uh, as kids that maybe has negatively affected us and, and caused us to view the world in a lens that we don't really need anymore um, it's important to remember it's not ours and we we can just let it go well thank you so much for listening i really appreciate that uh, if you want to do me a solid share this on instagram i'm at the coffee buzz pc and uh you know tag me in it i'd love to see your thoughts on this episode or, or any other episode and um you can always find my backlog episode at the coffeebuzzpodcast.com if you want to send me an old school email you can find me at the coffee buzz pc no 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 sorry scratch that brad you don't even know your your website address your email address sorry i've only had two cups of coffee so uh, i'm, I'm going to need another one to get through this but the coffee buzz podcast at gmail.com that's where you can reach me well thanks so much and i will talk to you next time.